This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That was advice that he had received um, that if you love this city, if you embrace this city, this city will embrace you back. And I just wanted to start, or I guess maybe close out your Monday um, with some inspiring um quote like that, if you love this city, it will love you back. Because as we all know, sometimes New Orleans is a little is a little hard to love. You know, we've had the the big blow up of the storm recently that turned into nothing, but we had tons of flooding the day before from just a random thunderstorm and it just created havoc and chaos in the city. And that can get really crazy, but there is a lot to love about New Orleans. And one of the things that I'm really loving lately and have for a while now is um, Shia Conrad over at Bywater Bakery. And she is here with me today. Um, she and I have become friends over the last couple of years in, um, I guess, just one of the ways that you meet people in the city is over coffee. She was opening and building her business quietly, meticulously, diligently over the years that I was also working in a coffee shop in the city building loft and oysters. And I would serve her coffee every day, and we would have a few minutes to chat. And then one day I just said, what do you do? When I served her her large, dark roast of coffee, I said, said, what do you do? Um, And she said, well, I'm a baker. And I I was like, okay, well, tell me more because I love baking. And I don't even know if she really remembers this conversation that took place. I'm impressed that you do. I have an impeccable memory, and it infuriates my husband. Um, So... So she said, I'm a baker. I'm like, well, where do you bake? Well, at the time, she was the director of bakery for Rouse's. But she was quietly opening her own space. And so we were both um, evolving and growing our businesses at the time. So I want her to tell us a little bit today about her history of um, how she got into cooking, baking, becoming a chef, where she got her training from, how she got to New Orleans, because she is not a born and raised New Orleanian, but she is an adopted now New Orleanian. She has been here a very long time. And one of the things that I've always loved about this show, I have been listening to it since Katrina, so 13 years now, um, is that it recounts, and I've been listening it to for 13 years, but y'all, the show has been on for 30 plus years, okay? I told you before, that's a lot of history. So one of the things that I've always loved about this show is if you listen closely, yes, we're talking about food, but we're talking about the evolving and changing landscape of food culturally, of its people, of what we eat, of how we eat, of where we eat, openings and closings of restaurants, um, how long they had them, how they broke up, maybe some scandalous type stuff. It's all, it's very interesting. So start us out, Shia, and tell us about um, the history. Welcome on the show. Hi, Allie. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So I first came to New Orleans back in 1991. Okay. 
So it's been quite a while. Uh, I was very young. I was like 18 or 19 years wow. old. Yep. And I came down and did my extern from CIA at the Culinary, or from Culinary Institute of America at Arno's Restaurant. Okay. Um, How did you get in, like, what drove you to go to the Culinary Institute? I mean, obviously you came here 18, so you went right off, like, out of your teenage years. I got my first job in a bakery when I was 14. Wow. Yeah, like, this is uh, what I've always wanted to do from very, from as far back as I can remember. Okay. Um, Did your parents cook? Did your mother cook? Yeah, my mom cooked, and um, we were latchkey kids, and I'd go home and I'd bake stuff after school and, you know. Right. It just it it just was always a part of your life. Always a part of my life. Okay, so you went to CIA mm-hmm. at eighteen. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. And then came down to Arno's to do your externship. Mm-hmm. And you fell in love I with New Orleans. I fell in love with New Orleans. Yes, I did. Isn't that how it happens? Yeah. Um, the I think the externships then were like three and a half months. Okay. And I ended up staying for like seven or eight months <laughs> I just kept pushing my return back like not yet not yet right I have to get through jazz fest I have <laughs> <to get> through. <laughs> right. not until <laughs> each event I'm like wait no right. I can't miss that um and so as you can imagine I came back really quickly <laughs> um so, so you not, did Arno's and mm-hmm. and then you left well I had to go back and finish school okay and I stayed up there for a little while a couple months um and then ended up back here. Went back to Arno's and was the pastry chef there. Okay. So how um, long were you there? Uh, a number of years. I can't remember exactly, but a All number right. of years. Um, so then I worked at restaurants around the city. Um, and then eventually started um, doing pastries at the farmer's market. Um, and having doing a little bit of wholesale business. And right. that was my first foray into entrepreneurship. Right. Um, it's a good start. I mean, that's where we started going to arts markets and, and, and stuff for Loft and Oysters. It's a great way to just, like, dip your toe in the water and be like, do I got something? Yeah, exactly. Well, turned out I didn't. <laughs> 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 so I had to go back to work. <laughs> Um, That's why you get to tip your toe in the water. That's exactly right. Um, You know, I was young. I had a a lot to learn. Yes. Um, So I had to go back to work, and and I did. And I worked in more restaurants. Um, And then I ended up taking a job out of town to run a commissary bakery. Okay. Um, And so that was out of New Orleans. It was my first, Mm -hmm. like, really, you really appreciate New Orleans when you have to leave New Orleans. Yes. You know, so um, uh, I think I was gone about nine months before I had to come home. Yeah. That, I mean, when you're bitten by the bug, you're bitten hard. Yeah, indeed. So um, I came back. Uh, Eventually, I ended up working at Whole Foods. Okay. Um, So I was uh, at the Whole Foods on Arabella when mm-hmm. we, right after they opened. Right. I was the, the bakery manager there. Okay. Um, and I did pretty well. So I ended up moving up and um, getting promotions, and I um, was regional for them out of Austin. So then I ended up having to move away again. Uh-huh. Well, after the storm, I wanted to come home. <laughs> right. <laughs> like everyone else. So um, I, w- I got a job with, with Rouse's and was the bakery director for them and helped them grow from, I think, 18 stores to 54 stores. Right. So that was very... Uh, you know, That's a lot was of a, responsibility. Uh, oh, sure, sure. It was... Um, I learned so much. I mean, all and you learn in everything you do, you learn so much along the way. But 
it definitely taught me a lot more about running a business. Yes. <laughs> Which right. has helped me now that I've embarked out on my Well, own. you know, I think one of the hardest things for us to realize as a business, and you can probably attest this too, is when you start out, you're like, wow, I know nothing. Once you've done like five, six, seven, ten years of doing something, you're like, wow, I really didn't know anything back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really you, you once you get a little bit further along, you definitely realize how uh, ignorant you were to start out. Right. <laughs> so bless the people who that that brought you along the way. Right. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yep. My husband and I have this statement. It's kind of a forgiving statement when you talk about um, business, but you don't know what you don't know. Mm hmm. Until you start to have these revelations and these epiphanies when you're exposed to different things and having different experiences and um, and you experience something for the first time and you're like, wow, mm -hmm. I really thought I knew something, you know, five, ten years ago starting out. And then you have those aha moments that really change and shift your perspective on how you do certain things. So am I am I correct that? When you were at um, Whole Foods, you created one of their signature cakes yeah. that has now become, <laughs> y'all. If yeah, you it's my baby. okay, if you if you don't know who the proprietor behind this brilliant, delicious, it arrives at every single one of your baby showers, your Mother's Days, birthdays. It is the key signature cake on your table and it's the chantilly berry cake yep and she started that brilliant and delicious cake at whole foods on arabella mm -hmm. when i was the bakery manager there what was the inspiration behind that cake um well yes you know you just never know what's going to take off right so like we needed something that was that rounded out the, the cake menu, you know? We wanted right. something that was light and fruity and delicious and, you know, um, and you had so many different restrictions when you're working at Whole Foods with food, you know, that they have so many quality standards that eliminate a lot of things that you can't use. Really? Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden you have to create something with the things that you can use. So that we want, you can't use whipped topping, but, you know, you want something light and fresh and uh -huh. lovely. Um, so, yeah, you, but you never know what's going to take off, and, and that sure did. It sure did. That was, mm -hmm. oh, we're getting ready to go to our first break. Call us when we get back. Let's talk to Shia. Hey, Gregory, I know Gregory out there listening regularly. Call us up because I know you love Bywater Bakery. 260-6368. We'll be back. Thanks, guys. Y'all, this is my jam, 105.3 FM HD2. Back, we're back, 105.3 FM HD2. It's the food show. You're talking to Allie Lofton, the oyster lady, and Shia, Con Shia Conrad from Bywater Bakery. And we are having an awesome time. Uh, we are just talking about um, the evolution of Shia's of Shia's career um, and her becoming the acclaimed pastry chef that she is now helming over at her place, Bywater Bakery. And we were actually just talking about the creation. Do I have a call, Doug? Oh, I have a call. Sometimes I can't tell if that's you. Put him on. Michael Hello? 75. 
Hey, good afternoon, ladies. Good afternoon. Thanks for buzzing in, man. Great. Sounds very interesting. My wife and I were at the thoroughbred races in Chantilly, France, which is about 25 to 30 miles out north of Paris. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the most beautiful racetrack in the world. It's surrounded by uh, the king's palaces, uh, the royal palaces over there. And it also has the most... um, prestigious uh, racehorse museum uh, there. But getting back to uh, Chantilly, which the French uh, call Chanty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and uh, so we had dinner that night there. And when the dessert came, I said, I want some of that cream you're famous for. So the, uh, it was the most spectacular cream I've ever had, the Chanty cream. Now, the, uh, you know, the, the cheeses in France are so much better than they are in America because they're not pasteurized. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm wondering, I'm wondering if the, the cream over there uh, is, is the same because I've never tasted anything like Absolutely, that. Absolutely, of course. Yeah. With- so the, 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 the Chantilly uh, berry cake, uh, what would you say? It would be about 60 or 70% of the real Chanty cream? <laughs> um, so we use a 40% cream. So oh, 40%. Okay. Mm-hmm, yeah. So their cream is definitely going to be a lot different. So, but that was uh, definitely the inspiration. Right. Uh, now, uh, one time a few months ago, they had a big, big pan of uh, creme brulee at Whole Food um, on Veterans in Mallory, <laughs> and it was like $5.99. I couldn't believe the price. Were you ever uh, familiar with that when you were there? Yeah, I made that recipe for them. <laughs> Yo, all the secrets are coming out right now. Yeah, it was about eight eight servings of uh, creme brulee. It cost you about 70 cents each. It was the greatest deal I've ever seen over there. Man, you can't beat that. And now you know the brains behind it. I'm going to have to try that uh, Chantilly Berry Cake at uh, Bywater. Yeah, come on Tell your address. Uh, 3624 Dolphine Street. Get over there. In fact, she's doing my birthday cake. Sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Michael, Thank you. thanks so much for calling in, man. We'll talk to you later. Have a great day. Okay. Great. Ah, now we're getting to all the secrets. <laughs> now we're getting to all the secrets. So, yeah, so she's doing my birthday cake in a couple of weeks um, before she takes off on a big vacation, which we're going to talk about, um, and and how she reboots and resets um, from the craziness that is the New Orleans restaurant scene. Um, but we were just talking about, and Michael called in and asked, which is the Chantilly Berry Cake, and I had asked about her inspiration for the cake. Um, so you said you basically were presented a, uh, with a number of ingredients that you had to work within, and, and this is where you came up with it. Yeah, so we wanted something that was light, very whipped cream style, but with a little bit more substance, and um, so we, we added mascarpone cheese mm-hmm. and you know, um, a little bit of almond, because we love almond down here mm-hmm. so much. <laughs> Yum. Mm-hmm. So... Had you had anything like that before that you were calling upon in your memory that you had either tinkered around with or tried to come up with, or this was basically just like a pure brilliance moment? <laughs> um, well, you know, it's not like having cake and berries and cream is that unusual. Right. Right. So right. really the the coming up with the icing the icing's really what makes it mm-hmm. um 
that and it was really I trying don't know, to stabilize the light that. sponginess <laughs> of the cake is mm-hmm. almost equally as good <laughs> as the icing yeah so so you came up with this recipe you were there for a number of years you moved around you moved mm-hmm. to re- doing regional in Houston Austin Austin mm-hmm. and then decided storm hit I got to get back mm-hmm. basically okay yeah I wanted to come home so um so I did I came home and of course I brought that recipe which was so incredibly successful at Whole Foods right. with me one thing about recipes is that there is no intellectual property on them, so right. anybody can make them. Yeah. Um, so, so that's why you have to be at the top of your game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, we went and I had we had to name it something different because I trademarked it for Whole Foods. Right. Sure. So, um, we called it the Gentilly Cake. Okay. Changed it up just a little bit. Changed right. the cake a little bit. And. Uh, okay. So, so you moved. You move yourself and you move your ideas over and you take Mm -hmm. what you've learned from Whole Foods and you bring it along with you. Mm -hmm. What were things that you felt like at that point in your career that you had really grown, you know, skill wise, professional wise that helped you just take yourself to that next level? I mean, because that company has grown exponentially in just 10 years. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, doubled themselves. Oh, at least. Yeah. So so Mm -hmm. that's because you know, they recognize talent when they see it. And so what what did you bring with you that you think you had well, acquired they, at that point? Uh, they were looking to um, do a little higher-end grocery, you know, and so that really fit my skill set coming from Rouse or from Whole Foods. Right. Um, you know, before that, they had very typical grocery store bakeries, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot of, you know, whip topping and it's a lot of things that are coming from buckets and right. whatnot. So I was able to bring some, some elevate things a little bit, bring some new ideas, teach people how to whip cream. Right. <laughs> you know, things like that. But right. um, uh, it worked really well. It worked really well. So how long were you with them before you? Eight years. Okay. Yeah. And at, it was a great experience. At what point did you feel like, okay, there's a, there's a baby ready well, to be born wanted, here. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to open up my own bakery. That's just, um, that's from the beginning what I wanted to do. Right. At 14 years old. Yeah. From day one. Um, but, I, you know, I was really comfortable. I had a point where I had to make a decision. Am I going, if I, I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> a baby not anymore. Old, <laughs> I'm not a baby anymore. If, if you I saw was her hustling have... <laughs> around her place, she is not old. But if I'm going to have the stamina it takes to open a business, I was going to have to do it. It's time. Right. Right. At some point you have to take the leap of faith and do it and not just dream about it. Mm-hmm. Or you have to accept that you're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't accept that. I had to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how long did it take you? I mean, you opened King's Day in 17, right? Mm -hmm. I remember this very clearly because I was pregnant the entire time that I knew her. And I, I think I knew her like nine months to a year before she opened her own shop. And I remember... I was waiting for her to open because I was pregnant and I was at the end of my pregnancy in January. I was like, when is this woman opening her bakery? (laughs) And she opened for King's Day three weeks before my daughter was born for her king cakes. And I remember I went and bought 
her berry chantilly king cake, and it was divine. It was the fluffiest, lightest, airiest. It was delicious with like almost like a caramelized brioche. I mean, I know it's not, y'all, I know it's not king cake season right now, (laughs) but like I dream about this king cake every year. It's delicious. It really is. So she, so you open it. I eat then. a lot of it. You'd think I'd be sick of it, but right? I'm no, not. definitely and not. Sometimes I make one out of season just to eat. Just to eat anyone. it. <laughs> Maybe we'll start seeing some like instead of Christmas in July, we'll start seeing like king cake in July. Oh, people would be very upset. We can't do that. Yeah, except for she's secretly baking it for herself at home. Okay, that's what she's telling us. She's like, I'm gonna, we can't well, do I that. Can. That would be blasphemy. But I will secretly make it for myself and eat it all my own, which I'm sure for their husband, too. He's eating some over there as well. Okay, okay, fine. Yeah, that's how that works. So you opened with king cakes, mm-hmm. and then how long did it take you to get up and run to the full delicatessen that you are now? Um, just... I mean, it took a while, actually. We stayed with just king cakes up until a few days before Mardi Gras. Or, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Right. Yeah. That was, uh, and the, so our first, like, real day was Ash Wednesday. Oh, wow. And my husband was working the line, and he's never worked the line before. <laughs> And um, if he, well, okay, if we he could have walked out. He before would've. she starts talking, <laughs> before she starts talking about about his role, tell us about your husband because you just recently got married in the last couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got married um, October seventh during Hurricane Nate. Yep, mm-hmm. there, right? Isn't that a quintessential <laughs> New Orleans wedding, right? Let's just have one with a hurricane. It'll be yeah, right as the eye was going over. We were saying our vows, <laughs> right? Um, so he's a musician in this city, correct? Uh, well, no, he's a clothing designer. Okay. He, just, he he. I'm dressed, learning stuff. I'm learning stuff about them all the time too, he y'all. He dressed a lot of musicians, so he knows like everybody. In town. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they blow it up at the shop regularly. If yeah, y'all we, are ever we have a able lot to of go live to the music. It's ones. really it's really great. We're able to support all the things we love: music and art and food, and you know, just be a community meeting place. It's right. Really, that was our it, goal. That, I would definitely call it that, too. I mean, of course, it, it is a bakery first, but it, if y'all have not been, okay, you got to get over there because it is rocking. I mean, it's not just a bakery. It's basically like a live music joint as well. Oh, we're going back to break again. We'll be back with Shia and Bywater Bakery in just a few minutes. Call us, 260-6368. Thanks. You know this show. I know you know this show. This is like my show growing up. Welcome back. It's the food show with your guest hostess, Allie Lofton, the oyster lady with Lofton Oysters. And while I do love talking about my business um, and it's an exciting time for us, I actually love more talking about and highlighting the voices and the businesses of chefs in this city because food makes our world go round. Does it not? Michael, thanks for calling in earlier and asking about the Chantilly cake. If anybody else wants to call in and ask Shia a question, 260-6368. I know y'all are listening out there. I called you out, Gregory. And Stephen, I hope and I talked to you this afternoon as well. Um, but we're back, and we were just talking about um, the first few months of opening her new spot, Bywater Bakery. And the craziness, I mean, she opened up 
through Mardi Gras season in 17. So that is a, a crazy time, as you all know, for the city. And um, this is when she decides to just go all out and open up. And she was just getting ready to tell us a story about putting her husband, Alton, who I just realized is apparently a clothing designer as well. And I thought he was a musician. So I'm constantly learning things about her, too. Um, so you dropped him in on the line. Yeah. Ash Wednesday. Yep. How'd it go? <laughs> um, well, we got through it. You know, uh, we had a limited menu. No one it died. All, no one died. If he <laughs> if he wasn't an owner in the business, he probably would have walked out. <laughs> but he couldn't. So right. uh, he learned a lot that day too. So it was crazy. <laughs> it was what you're so saying. crazy. Yeah, we opened up with a bang. There was a huge line out the door. I didn't think about the fact that all these other restaurants in the neighborhood were going to be closed on Ash Wednesday. Right. And there were all these tourists in town who needed something to eat. Right. And so so we had well, a, what better day then? <laughs> exactly. There you go. Yeah. You were capitalizing on, bas- literally capitalizing on basically the perfect day to like open up yep. and throw the doors open. Yep. They uh, say that, you know, your business is doing well if you can make your rent in a day. We did right. that on our first day. Yeah. So. All right. There, <laughs> there you, you go. Because you never really know. I mean, uh, uh, she was talking about earlier, like, you have these dreams. A lot of people, I can't tell, I cannot tell you how many times. Um, when we went to uh, arts festivals to start out, mm-hmm. people are like, I had this idea. <laughs> I've been thinking about this for years. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, but you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. We did it. Mm-hmm. So you can dream about it for a long time, and then you can take the leap of faith and do it. Yep. And then you have days like Ash Wednesday yep. that tell you, like, hey, you know what? We might make it. <laughs> we might survive here. So how many king cakes do you think you sold in that? That first year? Yeah. Um, maybe pretty close to 5,000. Mm-hmm. 5,000 Yeah, that was, that was a good year. Um, we more than doubled it the next year. Wow. So, and I'm sure next year is going to be very good, too. I Y'all, hope, this so. place, one of the things I love about it so much, and I, on break, um, Chai and I were just talking about how um, I don't get an opportunity to come to a lot of the later afternoon or evening events that they throw, but they are a very... It's perfectly paired, but also sounds kind of like an anomaly, too. They are like a bakery show house, okay? Like... They put on events. There's parties <laughs> happening at the bakery, which is, and she will tell you, a collaboration of both of their brilliant minds as well. So we have to give credit where credit is Absolutely. due. That's Just all like my husband. I could not be here if my husband was not at home and my mom was not at home taking care of all things kids right now, mm-hmm. you know? So we got to throw it out to him. I mean, obviously, you're the brains behind the bakery, but he definitely brings. Oh, yeah. He, he, he puts together an amazing event, and we, we do a lot of events. Um, Twelfth night, we had an incredible block party. The whole block. <laughs> the pictures were crazy. Yeah, it was, it was huge. It was, it was huge. It was great. It was so, so tell me about some of the events and how that has evolved over the— because this is such a short— I mean, yo, we're talking about two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, my husband knows a lot of the musicians in town. 
And so we are able to get really incredible people come play at the bakery. Um, it's very community centric. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are just walking out of their houses, walking onto the corner of Dauphine and Independence and just having a party. That's what's well, happening. Well, every weekend we have mu- live music. Right. So Saturdays and Sundays we'll have live music. Sometimes we'll have something during the week randomly, depending on what's going on. And then we'll throw, you know, um, some kind of event. Uh, For example, we just did a Creole dinner where we um, did a preview of a play inside the Creole Mafia and also had John Boutte play for, for a full set and had gumbo. Um, Or, you know, we'll, we've had, just all kinds of things that we've done at the bakery. We, yep. You know, we're really blessed. We had an argument when we first opened. Oh, yes. I got to hear the good stuff. So <laughs> he wanted to put a piano in. And I was well, like. Well, the piano is there. Yep. So I know <laughs> well, we know that argument. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I was looking at seats and how many seats the piano ended up right. taking away from the bakery. And he right. was like, we can't lose that many seats. Obviously, I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you the don't need right answer the, like was, four that yeah. that probably takes up right. because people will stand in line for hours waiting to get this stuff. Yeah, we um, especially uh, especially during you know the big events or king cake season we have we have not nice long lines. Yeah, well I, I've yeah. and not for sake of speed but for sake of people ordering copious amounts of everything that's displayed before them in the pastry cases i mean you know listen you know i love your stuff i come regularly but y'all get the there's some crazy people in in these bakeries right they become fanatics (laughs) for something and so let me tell you about one of my favorite days there and i love bringing my kids on this day but also my mom and i make it a special thing too which is bagel wednesday Mm -hmm. now I remember coming to it several months ago, but I and I remember when you all were first rolling it out. So maybe a year. Yeah, we, when we got back from um, Thailand last year. Okay. So September we started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's Bagel Wednesdays, and she lines all of the freshly baked bagels, or I don't know, bacon. You dip them and fry them, right? And they're boiled and then baked. Boiled and then baked, and they're laid out on. Um, in these metal, you know, boxes, and the whole shop smells of it. It's literally, you, you actually smell it outside um, when you're walking up. And she has all different kinds of spreads, all different kinds of schmears, bagel and locks. I could honestly sit there. If bagels weren't so filling once the bread got in your stomach, I could probably eat more than the one than I that I usually do. Um, but they are amazing. And I remember the last time I came, I was waiting in line. We were, there was probably like eight of us in line for Bagel Wednesday. And this woman was in front of me, and she was fanatic, y'all, looking for this one. Like she wanted a particular bagel out of the box of bagels but this is what happens when you develop a fan base for your goods when you've gotten that good essentially at what you're doing well, that especially she wanted a specific bagels because bagel. we run out of flavors 
early. Right. We can only make so many bagels. Well, I'm usually there at like 9 Mm a.m. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we'll start running out of flavors at like 8.30. The line's out the door at 7 a.m. What? Yeah. Okay, then I must pick the right time because I felt like eight people was like, oh, let me get these last bagels. bagels. Bagel Wednesday is a very... Uh, it's it's a fun, it's a thing. It's a let thing. me tell it's you, it's a lot of fun. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. So if if y'all are into bagels, which I don't know who isn't, so y'all gotta go set your calendar because this lady is closing for the month of August mm-hmm. to take a little rest to reboot from the craziness that is. So we're gonna talk about that, but we have two Wednesdays left. Two Wednesdays right? left, that's exactly right. We have two mm-hmm. bagel Wednesdays left. And it takes Put us it three days on to your make calendar. Them. So it's a process. They're hand rolled, they're boiled stovetop. They, we put we put our whole hearts into making these bagels. There's We're very, like very seven proud of them. different flavors. Oh yeah. Okay, that's why you have to start three days ahead of it. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's a process, but they're they're delicious. We're really really proud of them. So, has that just been a new experiment for you? Had you always done bagels? Like what? Was... No, uh, uh-uh, uh, not at all. So. Last year during the summer, we were closed on Wednesdays, and we were trying to decide if we were going to stay closed when we came back on Wednesdays. Or okay, so you know, why Wednesdays versus some places in the city like Mondays or Tuesdays? It was our slowest day. Okay, Mondays are actually a pretty good day for us. It was our slowest day, so yeah, because people can, need their coffee Monday. They're like, oh God, mm-hmm. Mondays. So we were like, all right, well, why don't we just do a little bagel pop up? You know, the thought was we just do a few bagels. Well. A few bagels turned into a few more bagels and then turned into a few more bagels. Right. And now we're doing as many bagels as we can physically do in the space in that amount of time. Right. Um, so, yeah. And that's as many as we can do. And when we run out, we run out. And, and so a, then you were like, I guess we'll be open on Wednesdays, yeah. too. So I guess <laughs> Still we'll only just a be half open. day, though, because we're always out by noon. Right. So that's nice. Yeah, well, that's worth it because you just spent three days making umpting <laughs> <Yeah>. bagels. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but because of the process and how much it takes over the whole kitchen, we couldn't, we couldn't do that every day. Yeah. You know, we can only do that one day of the week. Because we can't well, do anything else Well, I look forward to it thing. because I'm there mm-hmm. every Wednesday. <laughs> Okay, so um, this is your second year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've figured out what's worked. What what has been something that you've had to change that you, maybe you didn't expect to change? What's something that you had to modify? Like, there's all you know. There's always room for growth. So where have y'all grown? Oh, all, all over the place. I mean, we're in a constant state of change. Um, but one of the things last year we did a lot of hand pies. Mm-hmm. They were so labor. I had the lemon one. It was mm-hmm. delicious. delicious. It was divine. They were so good, and they were really popular. But we just there was so much labor mm-hmm. that we couldn't make any money doing them. Yeah, you know. So some there's gets to be these things where, you know, you love them. They're a part of your soul. Right. You want to do them, but then when you sit down and you look at it, you're like. Right. If I keep doing this, I'm not going to be able to stay in business. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so I understand. You have to well, make those choices. I think, uh, and you can probably attest to this too. I mean, working in uh, a grocery store, y'all work on smaller margins, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. So that's probably, of course, what what feeds into and narrows the ingredients that you work with, mm-hmm. how often you work with them. Mm-hmm. So taking that acquired knowledge and trying to extrapolate it to a smaller bakery 
right? A small business right. that's not 50, 60 some stores strong, right? Where they can spread that numbers and those margins out across the stores. So <clears throat> when you're making decisions for the things that you that you want to do, that you're experimenting with, because Y'all, the hand pies were delicious. Okay? I know. They were great. They were amazing. I know. Um, but I think it, it's hard for us as small business owners to know something is incredibly successful. You love it. Yep. And but you we still, still have wa- to make the hard decision. But we, you still want to be there as a business for right. people. I mean, listen. Did I come only for the hand pies? No. Because I keep coming for the other stuff. Right. Right. But... Like, experimental-wise, what has been something else that maybe you had to take a hard look at that, you know, I mean, obviously the cakes are flying off the shelves because every time I go there, I'm getting a yeah, cake. Yeah, we have a you know? huge cake business. That's, think and, that, and that's just great. the storefront cakes. I mm-hmm. mean, I, we do a lot of custom cakes. A lot of gorgeous mm-hmm. custom cakes. Mm-hmm. So what has been something else from a business perspective you had to take out like a hard look at and just be like, you know, we're doing so great at other things. Like we're just going to have to scratch this. Mm, I'm trying to think of something else. But um, there's, you know, I mean, there's been a million of things like things in the dry pastry case. You know, you have to look at how much time it takes to make it, how much it costs. And if you and how you know whether it's viable right you know uh, one of the things we just got walk-ins and before that also we had to look at how much refrigeration space it took Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep um so that that definitely impacted a lot of things we were like oh it's great but we can't actually do it right you know yeah um now we we have a little more flexibility so i like the dry bakery case because everything's three dollars and there's i mean i think that's one of the things like i feel like you can give your your customer base a balance Mm -hmm. right of like things that are a little bit more expensive Mm -hmm. you know um to things that are are equally good on a smaller scale right because they're smaller you know grab and go pastries almost if you will um out of out of that case but everything's three dollars um one of the other things that i absolutely love there are their go cups yeah they're like five bucks they're they're like seven but yeah i mean y'all they're literally everything happy in In fact (laughs) happiness is on her building literally Mm -hmm. like that that's what you're coming there to do and it you you see it in everything that she bakes because it's melt in your mouth delicious but the breakfast cups are like if you're really feeling like i got a bad hangover today you gotta go get a breakfast cup because let's see I think my favorite is just like the scrambled one, but mm-hmm. but with the potatoes and stuff. But like, what's what's one of the other like off the wall well, ones? Well, we have like crawfish etouffee and eggs. We've got um, roast beef debris and um, in a cup bread. to go. Yeah. So you know, yeah. and like the debris, we cook for eighteen hours. You know, like right. we don't we don't cut. You know, it's stone ground grits. You know, we. we it isn't fancy how it's presented. Mm-hmm. It's very utilitarian, but we put all the goodness in that cup, um, and I, I love goodness that. and happiness, yeah. which is pretty much the keys to yeah. anything delicious in in baking. But I really love that. I I love it not having to be presented, and you know, just nourishing people simply. Right is is fun. Right. 
Okay, so we have two Bagel Wednesdays left, mm -hmm. and you had been doing Fried Chicken Fridays, right? Yeah. Um, we, Do we have a Friday left? Yes, we have this Friday. We, we aren't doing it this Friday. No. <laughs> And some t we, we do these pop-ups, right? We do these things. They're just, especially in the summertime, it gives my staff a chance to stretch their legs. Yeah. You know, it just generates a little bit more more business. But it also is something, it's a team-build experience. Right, Everybody, right, right. like, comes together and learns something new. Right. We did a Thai Mondays. You know, we just pick a day and do something right. fun. I feel so like we don't you always get, you do. Gotta, you, I feel like you have to do that create creatively to figure out what new things do and don't work right mm -hmm. that's the process like let's do these hand pies they were amazing i do miss them mm -hmm. but i get it you know i right. mean uh, running a small business and there's a lot of competition in this city so right? much yeah um, great competition great competition and and I think people also develop like a personal connection with the business too, because I mean, y'all, I'm I'm coming to her place from Old Metairie, so that's a little bit of a drive for me. But when you have gotten in touch, like personal touch with some of the food, I mean, that's why like that's why I'm going for my cake. And in fact, I asked her for a cake that is not really regularly one of the cakes, but it's two of the things I love that I eat there so much, which is basically it's a Chantilly coconut, yeah, right? It's uh -huh. your version on this with coconut, but I asked for chocolate <laughs> with coconut we icing. We do custom all, all day, every day. We So that's what I'm getting everything. for my birthday. Yeah. Um, so you have two Bagel Wednesdays left, mm -hmm. no Fried Chicken Friday, but uh, but – it's fun. It's fun yeah, to we'll do, do those things. It's September. fun to experiment. Mm -hmm. But now you're getting ready to take a break yeah, and close can. in the month of August. Mm -hmm. Reboot, re-energize. Tell us about that trip. So um, we we do this every August. We close for the month. Uh, it gives us all a chance to, you know, go do things, try different things, go places, and um, most especially get some rest. Yeah. Because we work very very hard during season. So um, and uh, my husband and I go and try and take a really lovely exotic vacation. Last year we went to Thailand and Cambodia. This year we're going back to that area because we love it so much, but we're going to Vietnam and then we'll go back to Thailand. Um, so that uh, is, it's great. We go for the whole time, um, and which is something I wouldn't ever be able to do in a corporate job. Yes, you know? right. Um, so definitely also one of the perks. Is definitely one of the perks. But it's very European, you know. Take, take the time to relax spend your time with your family, right. get back to your roots, get back to your priorities, making sure you have your head on straight so right. that you can go in strong to season. Absolutely. And, um, I, you know, we borrow it from the Europeans, but I love it. Yeah, definitely. So what are you looking, you know, I mean, I know you go there for leisure, right? The point is to go on vacation to all, reboot all we do, and reconnect. Yeah. All we do is eat. <laughs> but, but. You're in the food business, yeah. so you're going to also gather, Everything you know, new talent, new information, new ideas. Um, so what is it that you look for or look to take back for yourself professionally to bring what? here? What? Oh, we're going to break again, guys. We'll talk about it when she gets back. Uh, call in 260-6368. 
I'm Allie Lofton, the Oyster Lady, your guest hostess, and we're talking with Shia from Byrotter Bakery, and we'd love to hear from you when we get back. Talk to you in a few. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.